Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Art and Labor, ostensibly a podcast dedicated to art workers. Um, but I, I'm been unemployed for a long time. I'm okay, Fox, and I'm Lucia, perpetually the most employed member of the pod. You, yeah, I remember you had a, a phase of unemployment, but it wasn't nearly as long. As no, <laughs> and it was like I think it was like really more dramatic probably too because it was uncharacteristic of me like i don't know what to do with myself if i'm not i don't know what to do in a way i mean i i would the thing i'm in like a weird state of malaise and i think it's mostly it's like i can deal with being on unemployment in a in a normal world where i can do the things i like to do but the in this world, the the thing I'm allowed to do that I like to do is like anime and video games, which is like my most depraved habits possible <laughs> for me. Who's not like I'm not like I guess I, I there's worse vices to have, but that's what I do. <laughs> there's, you know, I, I'm not sure if we can really talk about the world in terms of better or worse anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that that might be uh we might have gone past these qualifiers yeah i just have i i have no idea i just feel like um i'm at least i'm relating it to different things like there was like a resurgence in talking about um like the quote unquote like lost generation of japan of oh yeah like um people in their like forties and fifties who lived to just live with their parents like their whole lives and never married. And, and, yeah. it, and it feels like that resurge because that is exactly what is happening right now in America. I, I was, <laughs> all, I was equally appreciating the trend on Twitter. It was kind of weird. Um, to me, the, the, the hikikomori. Yeah, what's strange to me about the whole thing is that we can see it and not be able to affect that level of alienation. Um, It's like, hey guys, we just want to let you know that all of our data points to this reality of people just not being able to get it together. Right. And, and it's like, well, but, you know... I don't know. Look at other other times when the economic hardships were f- far even greater than the ones that we're suffering through now. Like a medieval peasantry, you know, they weren't like, oh, okay, well, let's forego reproduction of the human race, um, and we'll just stay at our parents' houses, and we'll just like kind of get lost. Well, then why is that happening now is the well, question. Everyone points to media and electronics as this fundamental difference. And also, I guess, like, you know, there was this whole other culture of shuffling people around in, like, previous work models where you would just be like, oh, had a daughter, like, got a seller to a farm. Right. You know? So then, I, yeah. I also think if we're going to talk technology, we can't ignore birth control Um, oh absolutely yeah and and it's a much different thing when our parents were kids and they have you know five siblings or whatever like my my mom literally has like five or seven siblings i don't even know how many (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) like you can't like it's like even if you have that like generational wealth of like your parents own, own a home that you could go back to um there's you know, uh, seven other children who also could be needing that space still or their grandchildren or whatever the hell, you know? No, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's the same. Um, like my, my mom has, uh, three siblings. My dad has two siblings and, you know, their parents were just eventually like living off of social security so once that generation you know my grandparents passed away and it was like okay made it to a clean 
net zero like (laughs) nothing to pass on nothing to do it's fine it's fine uh yeah i have i have a bunch of siblings um and they they all utilize uh, our parents got divorced uh when i was in high school and uh they they utilize our parents homes uh pretty frequently for living in if they are are moving or like whatever or like i don't know i i, I just see a lot of like so there's there's there is a lot of um truth i think in in the um the the rise of people living back with their parents right like right now in particular i think it's up to like i think we said this on the show before it's like up to 50 percent of people under 35 Mm. are, are living with their parents right now um so i think that's kind of why there's this renewed focus on um uh that that generation in japan that never married yeah i I think people are seeing the trends for that now because it's like yeah me and my my brothers are in the low 30s to late 20s range none of us are planning to have kids like none of us are oh my god yeah like like, you know it's like very (laughs) like um clear that i it did i mean personally to me that like it just feels like maybe we're entering a lost generation of our own but um yeah i don't know i don't i don't think it's necessarily i think if there were good safe jobs for people um they would take them i don't think that <laughs> i don't think it's necessarily a um uh the 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 media conditioning them to stay home all the time and be hikikomoris um no absolutely but i I mean this is why i go back to the understanding of like you know other times where there were difficult circumstances because it's not only like oh well you know economic reality dictates some sort of like birth chart I don't, you know, it's not, there's no direct correlative um, to any other time in history when it's like, I don't know, times in, in feudal Europe when the sky was like, you know, filled with uh, ash and no crops could grow and everyone was just suffering miserably. Uh, But then there was still, you know, people made it out of these situations and i guess like there's always some bottlenecking because of high high mortality rates and you know yeah it's like did they make it out or did they just like die of exposure right well you know we don't we don't exactly know because a lot of the um i think like a, you know a lot of historians say that they piece together the uh, day-to-day lives of workers from these ledgers of like well uh we know that this much like grain was transported from here to here and that there these people were shoemakers and this per- you know they they only have records of um like mercantile transactions for a lot of the uh i guess i mean i don't want to call it working class it's like that's a modern term but mm. People who were just work a day, uh, trying to survive, um, subsistence living, right? Subsistence, yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I can't tell. It just seems like the pervasive depression and hopelessness, um, you know, like lack of any horizons well i think this is this this uh question of economic anxiety is a good thing to examine because it's been in the discourse a lot um like uh, there's like a jacobin person getting flack for a take about um the uh gretchen whitmer fiasco which is actually very timely and for our last episode so maybe it's good to bring this up yeah um but yeah basically a a militia group targeted the governor of michigan 
I know. I love um, it. <laughs> I was like, yes. And so this, this Jacobin writer wrote this, or I forget if he's like an editor or what, but he, he was like, you know, uh, basically tying people's like economic conditions to why they would, um, join a militia or whatever. Ugh, yada de ya. I mean, I don't know. Jacobin has been I, I don't I don't even know what they're doing. But today <laughs> talk class, about class class reductionism, if we want to debate that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean it will you know, the the article that they wrote about the pandemic, um, like herd immunity or the J- Jacobin as if it's like one author. They had um they had a writer whose name I can't remember, um, but they talked about like herd immunity uh as being the way to get the working class back to work and whatever i'm like i don't know i can't i can't fucking read this like i can't i just just stop it with this like that's that's like a um that's a pro-capitalist uh that's like a that's gotta be some like you know they're not even really a leftist they're they're like they're like a liberal social democrat right at that point like right because you're so pro-market it's like you're not a fucking socialist well i think (laughs) you know they were they are someone who comes from the netherlands who's like and the entire idea of like herd immunity that is absolutely not working there um was like you know they were trying to transplant that idea here i think and they're kind yeah, of harvard is pushing yeah. the same fucking line the most yeah, like they, neoliberal institution yeah. they're a harvard <laughs> yeah they were they're like attached to harvard too i don't know i mean honestly all of these opinionated people with their like powers to persuade are kind of just like um just getting really noisy oh yeah at the at a, yeah, at a certain point it's just there's so many yeah, there's so many takes that everything becomes cloudy. Um, but I want to I want to bring it back though to the militia for a yes, sec. Yes, yes, that's what I was going to do as well. Oh, okay, amazing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, so the news today was so delicious because um, the sheriff, yeah, of yeah, of that is. of that area was like, hey guys can we just hold off on the term of kidnapping? Cause maybe they were making a citizen's arrest, which is Jeez. something that they are allowed to do. And I think we need to wait until we have a trial before um, saying that they were just straight up kidnapping someone. My God, everybody is arguing about terms right now. Cause it's, 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 it's very strange how it's entering this realm of, of the, of legal, of, of the legal, because the FBI did, you know, arrest these people. I mean, fuck the FBI, but they did thwart a right wing, uh, you know, terror plot, which is like, what's another term that's being debated right now is like, yes, it, it this is, domestic terrorism or is this like you know a militia in the traditional sense of the american usage of it or whatever the fuck like (laughs) (laughs) well hey listen you know maybe the wolverine watchmen are actually uh just concerned (laughs) citizens Well, it's 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 a weird thing it's it, it is a stupid weird uh, bullshit and they will have a they will duke it out in 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 legalities which is why this sheriff guy is is putting this out there now um because if they can if they can change the terms a bit then they can get the guy off like they got off kyle rittenhouse you know <laughs> like yeah a murderer which, yeah which is extremely <laughs> yeah it's complicated because it's like you know on the one hand I love to see the FBI thwart it. On the other hand, <laughs> I don't want it to be in favor of white supremacy. I know, and it's it's a very fucked thing that like it's whenever the shit whenever there's like an overthrow of the government happening, it's never off coming from the left, you know? It's yeah. Off. It keeps coming from the right, which is like what we were talking about last episode with Biz Sherbert, like with with these like um, Boogaloo boys, like 
how they're they're kind of able to um like yeah kind of uh i don't know ensnare all sorts of anarchists from the, the whole spectrum of it, of whatever libertarian or anarchists um but it's it at the end it becomes a a project of white supremacy and you know you know pro capitalism it's not <laughs> well i think it's just like it's impossible you know like all right so the wolverine watchmen is another group that just talks about themselves as um committed to violence against the government right so they're another like i mean they seem a little more specifically uh, uh racially pure uh, to say the least but like I'm seeing it as it's incredibly fucking difficult for um, any community that is policed into the ground already to like have the leeway to form a militia to begin with. Right, exactly. Yeah, so it's just like, uh, this is the only thing that our system allow like i don't want to say allows but it's like it well they do allow right they do yeah they, they to do a certain extent know, because the fbi does know about all of these like violent right-wing groups and they've known about it for we've known that, that they know about it for a long time and choose to selectively police like you know they you know if it i guess if it gets super out of hand and they literally try to kidnap a governor i guess they'll do something but like right that's and like everything up until that we'll <laughs> argue like maybe they're just totally allowed to do that under some loophole it's yeah it's it's confusing like cuz it, it's is it some like political favorite thing because it, it 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 reminds me of fucking 2016 when like the fbi kept going back and forth and like um the releasing the emails or not releasing the emails and then like um trying just just trying to maintain this like perception of like balance um <laughs> or something like of neutrality and uh like I, I I guess liberals are obsessed with like trying to to maintain that the that the FBI can is capable of that. Um, so this this could be part of that. I, I I feel I always I felt like that with the um uh when when the what was it the Southern District of New York um got jeffrey epstein and Ghislaine maxwell it's like mm. they they have to like throw in these things every once in a while to like not be so on the nose like in uh only policing left-wing uh groups and uh or like well i don't know not really being that useful at at anything <laughs> You know, I think that everyone is kind of like, I mean, just to circle back around to your um, observation of like these terms being negotiated and redefined about what actually is the action being participated in. Um, it seems like what, you know, the story that's coming from law enforcement and in a lot of this understanding of like how to uh combat these militias is that they're saying like we're witnessing um an unprecedented time where the entire political spectrum is pissed off with government and we don't exactly know like which individuals those are going to be and this is like the statement that the FBI put out about the Wolverine people and they're saying, like, what is happening now is this mutation in what we're witnessing, which is... So it's basically like, here are the crimes of the people rising up and attempting to organize against some sort of, like, uh, you know, official that they have in their sights. And it's, like, the people who are organizing it are the ones who get away with sort of you know being 
um, protected by white nationalist sympathies. Um, but they also ultimately are like, hey, we're trying to cast a super wide net because we're like, you know, again, doing the same boogaloo thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just cuckoo. It's just cuckoo time. It is. It's really yeah. It is really nuts. Um, and it just seems to me like like a lot of the the data points to that. Like if they're if we're talking about like political extremism, it's vastly committed by like white supremacists and right wing groups. But the the amount of resources that are expended on like you know, tr- trying to pin down Antifa are like ridiculous. Like when you read the stuff about uh, what they've, uh, their files about Antifa just being like, I, I guess they just read theory and are really broke. Like, like, <laughs> like they don't really, there's no like active plot against a governor, like <laughs> this group. Um it's like if only. Right? I yeah, I, I no, honestly, <laughs> but I, that's why it's it's sort of strange. Like, I don't know the way that all of it just feels like our social makeup is really, uh, kind of melting into some other formation where there's enough people who are like screw representation screw everything screw the state you know and it's like i think that there are people also who thought like at first let's try to tow this white nationalist thing and now they're kind of like oh wait a minute if we drop this we like get more support i mean you know and then there's still (laughs) kind of like fucked up people who haven't lived uh outside of their uh, confines of like you know probably generations of being like cloistered in racial right. divisions but now they're kind of like wait a minute hmm everybody's angry what if i just drop that thing that separates us and i'm wondering like how this will keep evolving right yeah it's like it it, it can go like the way of like you know the 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 Q people who are kind of like hoping for like a, a new rapture sort of thing. Oh God. Or I don't know. Or it could be, I don't know. It could be an opportunity for, for better organizing on the left, but it just I just don't think emerged. that there's like, it just doesn't seem like left and right means the same thing anymore. I guess that's what I'm getting at is like mm. people say the left and the right, but it's more like, what we need to talk about is people um, on spectrums of violence and people on the what spectrums of like to do yeah, <laughs> exactly because it's like at this point the left it's a True. it's a defunct term and the right then goes out the window with it and it's like you know right now we're seeing okay here's a bunch of people who are willing to like go ham and then here's a bunch of people who are like the media wing um, and QAnon is like the religion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Straight up. And, and I almost feel like a lot of these media people um, are, you know, writing sympathetic things about these militias as a way to be like, well, shouldn't we organize these people? Shouldn't we be organizing these people? And ugh. I'm just like, good luck, man. I don't know. I don't like, I mean, I think God bless the lefty groups organizing in rural areas. Cause I think they do make a big difference. Oh yeah. Um, in their they're the, they're the, they're the wholesome posters <laughs> yeah. Yeah. of the world. You know, it's the, <laughs> I don't know if they're called lefty groups anymore. They're just called wholesome posters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're just whatever yeah community groups mutual aid like yeah and like you know reading groups um because i think that's if you know if 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 it's possible to be deep program a q person it's going to be through education and it's like yeah i don't know how do you how do you 
um, get get those ties going and get the re-education happening with such limited resources is beyond me. Yeah, I I think yeah, I was thinking a lot about this um, in terms of how do you how do you just speak to people who are really deeply invested in symbolism and metaphor because it's like you know i think that this deeply impacts the way that artists work in the world and it's something that everyone who makes images could consider or you know whatever statements whatever you're doing to make art but it's like you know if people are deeply invested in this symbolic realm is it kind of like don't wake the dreamer <laughs> um, <laughs> and just sort of like do you just like do an inception on their dream yeah 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 i i, I kind of get where you're coming from because that uh, that is like a line that i've been exploring in my artwork through fandom so it's kind of similar and I think even on on our show here, we talk about like QAnon aesthetics so much. It's it's definitely something, yeah, that's on my mind a lot. Yeah, um, would do, how do you feel about um, like the way that everything is developing? Because it's kind of it's like QAnon now. We're seeing them put out, uh, you know, senators. Right. Yeah. 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 They're actually getting see it's and i and i you can never tell with QAnon because like um they they can be tricked into thinking they're winning when they're not is the big <laughs> is a big issue right. um they're often tricked into believing like yeah we are we are killing the pedophiles they're these are just <laughs> clones and like whatever like oh god like you know he's winning the the he doesn't really have coronavirus. Trump is killing the pedos and jailing Hillary Clinton. Like, and it's like, even if it doesn't actually happen, they just like, will tell themselves it is happening. Right. But it's almost, it's like, yeah, the whole clone thing is really strange. Cause it just kind of keeps, uh, this timer. It's like, it's like they have a timer and they just keep turning it back to full. And then it ticks down to zero. And they're like, ah, <laughs> you know what that they're a clone too whoever we were trying to get mm, we actually got them they're dead it's a clone now but uh, yeah it's like at the same time i don't think they they i don't think they all believe that and i think if you like are able to agree with them like yeah i, I would also think hillary should be in jail like and, and her husband like i think they're awful <laughs> like i think all these people are awful like and i think you know, and like a lot, I think a lot of like, right. I just know this from doing calls for political campaigns is like the, the people who are um, big Trump heads, they, a lot of it is just because they like seeing somebody just shake the shit up, like, <laughs> like, like be a messy bitch and cause drama. Yeah. But it's because <laughs> it's it's that drama though that allows everyone to have a catharsis. Yes, they, and they, that's what they want. They just want something to to happen. And yeah. like And so, like when when Trump is out there putting his name on the checks, like that shit works for them. And if if oh, they yeah. get if they get another check before the election, that could even even this despite how. Um, favored to win biden is right now which is like on on betting markets it's like 60 40 which is like gigantic i know um, i mean was did hillary have that much of a no no yeah um joe is definitely ahead but if if trump can can get some checks out to people that could significantly change the numbers i know well i think he just said that he wouldn't so it seems like we... oh it's confusing it's stupid he's on a bunch of drugs so. i know yeah he's yeah he's on steroids and we just actually like um sent him to the oracle of delphi and now we're <laughs> we're like uh tell us what's in the smoke well and he's been on um rush limbaugh all day like just for hours mm. <laughs> just like ranting 
Oh my god, this is too psychotic. <laughs> it's really psychotic. This is too much. It's like I can't I don't know what to do with this information. <laughs> and and so he keeps going back and forth um cuz like uh when he announced that he was uh, going to push it back to the next election, it really really hurt him in the polls and in the the stock market went down like 500 points like immediately. Uh Right, right. And then he was talking about his uh, experience with steroids. And then that really (laughs) specific area of the market went boop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the the mito... Oh, I can't even... Regeneron. Yeah. 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 Which is like the CEO, which is a, you know, Trump golf course guy like you know just classic insider trading happening i'm just waiting for the for the 30 days later situation where he dies and then also to see you know like what are we doing what are we doing after that yeah i know i know it's all such it's all just such an ungodly mess that like i I agree. I'm, I'm not even trying to <laughs> decipher things anymore. I'm just like, oh, look at that's th- totally understandable. Look at that fly. <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck this dumb, the dumbass fly takes too, and fuck the uh, VPB debate. So fucking boring. I fell like, asleep. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. It's so stupid. It's so in- inconsequential. They, these people suck so much. I hate them. Like, but. Um, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the Trump thing is like, yeah, now, um, he's like, I'm not doing it because the Democrats want to bail me to bail out the cities, which is like, the Democrats are so fucking stupid because everybody was telling them, uh, that they had the most leverage at the start of the pandemic, which was true. And they could have gotten these city bailouts up front. And everyone is, was such a naive idiot thinking like, yeah, um, our you know American exceptionalism. Our will will definitely beat this virus. First wave, one shot. Yep, nothing but net. America, we're the best. We're gonna bounce back immediately. Two weeks and then we're done. Of course, that's not gonna fucking happen. And, and like a lot of people fucking knew that from the start. So now the cities need like two point two billion dollars, and Trump only wants to give like one point six. And then now he's countered. Like he just countered like an hour ago with like 1.8. So it's like, he's like definitely uh, making room (laughs) for the city bailouts. Cause yeah, the city, uh, the cities are in a huge amount of debt and the the cities are what fund a lot of uh, everywhere else. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how, everything shakes out economically and where people think that uh like capitalism is gonna keep running (laughs) (laughs) i just don't i like i don't i don't know i don't even know we'll just crash again and then they'll have to print money and they're just they're putting they've, they've been trying to put off printing more money for as long as they can but they have to do it yeah, I can't wait until we reach some weird inflation. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. I mean, but I totally agree. Like, and it's it's also contributing to my malaise, just sort of like trying to, I just trying to make the days go faster to see if he's just going to die. Like when, like, we're, I know he's going to, he is going to die soon, I think. But it's like, is it going to be before or after the election? I don't know. I know. Uh, and in the meantime, it's just watching the denial <laughs> it's insane but yeah but another thing i wanted to bring up actually was yeah passing the time with um a chinese made video game called genshin impact yes (laughs) and there's a whole discourse around that that is like very very funny to me um yeah can you yeah can you tell me about it because i'm i'm like you know i'm such a bum i i don't game (laughs) anymore i no it's the opposite i am a bum so i game you have a job so you don't no you know (laughs) we're on a podcast so (laughs) i need these two we need these two (laughs) perspectives this is like 
uh yeah we need to merge these yeah like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Two yeah. Sides of the coin. But you know, I understand when I step into the internet, it is I who am the bum that does not understand the like, you know, the the intricacies of the game. Oh, it's just so it's 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 um it's a gotcha game, so that means that um it's like a a a um like a gotcha machine, like you know that that'll have like figurines in it, and you don't know which one you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's like that with the characters. Um, so, like, there's some characters that are really, really rare or whatever. And so that's how the game... The game is free, um, but it makes money by people buying for more chances to get more rare characters. Um, <laughs> so nice. that's, that's, like, that's how... And these games make shitloads of money. These games make so much fucking money. Like you know, uh, and it's in in Asia. It's, it's especially like gigantic and like the mobile phone um, gotcha game. Like people, like everybody's obsessed with them in Japan and stuff. Like uh, the writer of One Piece plays a One Piece one, and like oh hell yeah, he's like there's like a, a thing on an interview where he like he's like I gave like hundreds of dollars. To get like a rare Nami in like no, so dumb. It's like you made Nami, dude. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't you just write to the creators and be like, "Hi, I am One Piece. Give me all the rare Namis." <laughs> I mean, he's a freak. He like married a, a Nami cosplayer. So he's oh, like, what? he's like a top tier freak, man. Oh no, that's the dream, dude. <laughs> I guess marry your creation. Yeah, who doesn't want to marry a super fan? Uh, just like yeah. So everyone's just like very depraved about um, anime, and I totally relate because I'm also depraved about anime. But I, I, for whatever reason, I'm not depraved enough to actually give the game any money. Um, yeah, good good <laughs> i know i i i love playing it i think it's really fun it's it's basically a um a breath of the wild clone when breath of the wild is one of the best games uh that of, re- of recent memory it's it's a super uh chill like open world ex- exploration game oh nice um like some stardew valley no, it's 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 so much larger. It's hard to comp- like Breath of the Wild is the the newest Zelda. Have you seen any? Oh, okay. On? No, so it's, I'm like I'm an old person. <laughs> now I'm gonna look it up. No, it's really good. I mean, uh, Breath of the Wild rocks, and it's um, it's just like puzzles and fighting, and so it's just like. Oh wow! I'm looking yeah. at um I'm looking at the screenshots now, and it's like, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's so crazy because it's kind of like it seems like Zelda now is at the place where Final Fantasy was. It's- well, it's it's I feel like they've always been very similar vibes because they're both like they they are both fantasy stories. Yeah, no, exactly. But it's like the amount of production that um Final Fantasy was working with is like where it's like Zelda is now there. Zelda, yeah. I mean, I will argue that it's always been there. They've always kind of been on par uh, because it's like Nintendo. And Square Enix are both like the v- kind of higher end of game game developers. Um, in, in the, I mean, I yes, like Final Fantasy has like yeah, definitely like more details and in its art and yeah. I guess yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I can see what you mean. Yeah, because it's so uh, it's like Final Fantasy is just so detailed, but then it's also like every you know every different one has a different world and they're like ooh now it's the cyberpunk world uh now it's the like <laughs> classic fantasy now it's the, you know and zelda just feels like i mean i love link and everything but well there's some really cool i'm just i'm defending zelda as a life lifelong oh i love zelda i'm only talking in terms <laughs> of um like effort put into yeah. pixels i get like, i I get, I get you. 
but I really do like the world building in Zelda. And I like all the different races and I like all the different um, designs for the like domains. Um, but yes, yeah, I, yeah, it's, I, I, I concede that Final Fantasy is much more detailed. Yeah. Which doesn't make yeah. it better at all. I'm just saying like, yes, yes. Just aesthetically yes. speaking <laughs> before I get in any trouble. <laughs> no, I totally, I, oh, I totally no. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm, I don't even know why I've got, I, yeah, I don't even know why I'm like defending Zelda so hard. I, I think I'm just a nerd. It's, <laughs> it's totally fine. You know what? I, I realize that um, this I'm, I've come around full circle to people's opinions on culture. And I'm realizing like um, whatever you relate to, it has to do with like your appreciation of human ingenuity. Yeah. And like, you know, talking about the quality of something that people make is not just the sort of like bs um like oh well do you think this is better or that's better and it's like you know it's not a it's not an argument of like red versus the color blue it's more like oh damn you know there's this whole team of people and here's what they're capable of and they're building this world and like how do we even have values for what world building consists of like Totally. I th- yeah. Yeah. And I and my main point is that I think they're on par with each other. I think they're that that Zelda, uh, the, the throughout I think has been one of the only series that could even come close to matching a Final Fantasy in detail. Um, yeah. And, and that's and they're both the type meaning they're both the type of games that I really enjoy um, because it's just relaxing to like be on an adventure somewhere fucking else. Like, you know, uh, yeah. and, and it's kind of like just what the fucking doctor ordered with this release of Genshin impact. Cause it's, um, it's so incredibly detailed, like, and the just stunning the scenery, like, and it's, it's got like the it's it's kind of like uh is bait like I feel like it's like doing a bait and switch sort of because like the first town is like a kind of typical like European style medieval town, but then like the next town is like medieval China and it's like so fucking cool and detailed. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> and it's like yeah, it's a Chinese developer, so that's got like all these redditors up in arms uh because like i've been following this for a while but like redditors are obsessed with um the hong kong protests in particular (laughs) and like that's kind of like their one thing they care about and it's so fucking stupid because of course they don't give a shit about like you know whatever we've been up to in like Bolivia, Venezuela, like it's like no, China and Hong Kong. That's where we're going to put this internet mob and only sick them on whenever there's anything to do with China. So it's like just playing into this like extreme kind of like uh xenophobia and like that we see the president doing, that we see Joe Biden doing, like it's like kind of this universal thing of like we can't, uh, you know, can't even. We can't even have TikTok because it's Chinese and it's or whatever. And like, right. like he's, he's so fucking stupid because like it's yeah <laughs> no no absolutely. I mean, it's it's really strange that this um, this concept of having a war with China or having these being like at least culturally at odds with them. Yeah, it's, it's a new Cold War. But it's <laughs> not even new. It's so yeah. weird. Like it's just been happening. It's been it's been now um a couple of decades that yeah. we're just but like the pileup of these voices that are um I don't know, taking the stage now make it seem as if it's something they're just trying to get going. And I'm like, no, this was like happening all through the Obama administration too. No, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, and that's in in Biden in particular. Like, it's yeah, very. It, it, like, this is this is like a, a clearly 
um, going to be an issue, but it's like an issue that like they can't even really do effectively because we are so dependent on China to keep um, the cost of living low here. Like, <laughs> so it's not even like, I don't even get why. <laughs> like, it's it just feels so like like these just weird empty threats. Like yeah, I mean it seems like it seems to me like a real classic Hegelian master slave dialectic <laughs> where we just really can't handle the other being the one that does all of the pyramid building for us. Um, and then and then we're going to sort of like do some saber rattling. And then they're I gonna think be that's like, "What it is? It's just saber yeah. rattling." I mean, across across these lines, it's you know the tensions are exacerbated by all of the trade embargo and you know, right? Like, so that's yeah. The, what I've brought up is the like because because of Trump's trade, like actual trade embargoes with China. Now all of these American companies are suing <laughs> the United States government. So like Coca-Cola, Disney, and Ford are uh, among the companies just straight up like suing Trump's about Trump's tariffs. Like it's it's kind of nuts. Like what what is going to to like like what is the end game here? <laughs> yeah, the end game is like. It's not it's not kick the can down the road anymore. It's like kick the can into someone's face and see if they'll do something about it. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I are we trying to like uh make China do something so that we can have an excuse to get into a conflict because that's what I that's like the conspiracy theory brain that I have about like the uh internet people who are so so obsessed with like highlighting China's um, human rights abuses like way 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 more than ours like it's like these folks on on twitch like on twitch which is a amazon owned company like that links your amazon account to your twitch account hey you know what in order to <laughs> is an american <laughs> he might be turning himself into a cyborg as we speak <laughs> who could decimate any one of us but you know what he's american <laughs> yeah it's like jeff bezos who's like infected like twenty thousand of his workers with the coronavirus like oh. yeah you trust fucking that guy you trust that guy uh, yeah, well, like yeah. who knows how much more depraved? <laughs> I mean, we can't really blame him for the virus when we just we blame, uh, you know, can blame Wuhan for the because their I bats mean. are different than our bats, and because and then when they eat chicken, <laughs> it's like more, it's got different disease on it. It's got Chinese disease on the on the bat chickens and the and they're eating pangolins and you know oh, what it's yep. look it all hey yeah. listen i know wow. you figured got, it all out i did my research on youtube okay yep you figured it all out and it's and yeah it's because um yeah <laughs> yeah the the damn globalists are spreading the disease um you know yeah, you gotta watch out for them there is a grain of truth to Oh God! Oh no! Well, meaning, yeah. meaning, it's the fucking wealthy that spread this fucking disease. It's not like it's it. It is. It is. No, it's a, people who can afford to get on an airplane. Exactly. That's what fucking spread the disease was business trips that are necessary. Ford, uh, Coca Cola, Disney, all like like three of the biggest employers in the United States. Completely, a hundred percent reliant on China and cheap labor in China, like that. Uh, so it's like it's miserable. It's miserable because it's, it's like miserable. yes, you you no politician is going to tell these fucking people like China is the whole reason why you can get all your shit really cheap. <laughs> like nobody's gonna yeah. say that. They're gonna say yeah. Uh, let's just you know 
say, yeah. you know, say, say one thing in a speech of, against China and then behind closed doors make all the deals. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone <laughs> understands that it's all just to keep national sentiment uh, somewhat unified. We just we just need somebody to throw under the bus. You understand. <laughs> it just drives me nuts because it's like, wow, they censor uh the word taiwan in the chat and it's like uh, i'm dead so <laughs> exhausting you guys like <laughs> hey you know speaking of the cost of labor uh i wanna i we're we're coming up on an hour yes soon but here's a little nightcap um about some labor that is not cheap I'm talking about artistic labor. Yes, let's go. Okay, uh, bringing it bringing it back around to the to the home grounds. Um, I don't know, or maybe I maybe they did get Chinese uh labor uh involved in this project. <laughs> you know, wouldn't put it past them. When <laughs> um, New York City is about to have um of. A really, really special, wonderful... A new statue! A new statue, guys. Yes! A new I, statue coming. I love Fearless Girl. It's down my, the I, Number one Fearless Girl, Stan, uh, got my Fearless Girl sweatshirt on. It says, I love New York, but it has Fearless Girl on the heart. Hey, look, if you loved Fearless Girl, then you're <laughs> gonna really go for fearless woman without a vagina holding a severed man's <laughs> head well i i mean i like the sound of that like but you know well i mean theory in my head in theory you think woman without a <laughs> vagina you think oh cool um this i do like I, I can enjoy a woman without a vagina well you sure. would yeah i mean me too um in my mind but in this reality <laughs> it's actually just a smoothed over Barbie doll. It's more like a Barbie doll thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's it's like a Brazilian wax. No, nothing down there. Kind of just shape. Just like just no no genitals at all. Like a lot of attention paid to the tits and need those. Uh, need those. And, yeah, and should be naked. By the way, why not? Like, exactly. <laughs> because okay homies the medusa is is being installed this week uh it's gonna be the uh, big old naked lady holding a sword that looks like i'm like i can't see it head on but it's like is that a scimitar like what the fuck sword is that so basically everything about this sculpture is whack and insane it's like yeah. there's a sword that makes no sense with the time of like would medusa have a sword like that and what is this image filtered through uh medusa is supposedly holding the head of perseus but if you look it's like the head of the artist it looks right. uncannily similar to the man who sculpted this thing and the woman kind of looks like she's sorry that she wants to have sex instead of being like i'm going to get justice for the me too movement which is what the sculpture is supposed to do <laughs> it looks so lame like who like uh yeah, this, the the scimitar is so like kind of wimpy looking to it's like why what are these choices yeah, it's really strange to me that we so this is this is one of the arguments why I'm like, all right, you know what? When we make things and we we say representation doesn't matter, I'm like, yes the fuck it does. Like this guy who I don't know, I don't know. He's like, 
oh, it's so mystical and magical for me because, you know, because of my art, so many women have come to me with their personal Me Too stories. And, you know, it's just like really just so powerful. And I think that the sculpture is going to like do so much to reinvigorate the movement. And it's going to be in front of the court that Weinstein was tried in. So there's going to be so much symbolic weight to it. Like, if a guy wants to do a project like this, like, I, like, that's fine, whatever. But I mean, you should at least, like, I don't know, maybe try to collaborate with, like, women. Well, it just comes out tone deaf as fuck. Otherwise, yeah, it just comes out tone deaf as fuck. Like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to discourage like cis men from like trying to understand this stuff. I think it's important, but like you, you could, you don't, you don't have to put your literally your own face on the whole thing and blast it as like your big important personal project. Like you can have a little like room for other people to be involved in the project if it, if this is what. It, if this is what it's going to be, especially if it's going to be in a public place. Yeah. I, I mean, this is what I'm seeing is the issue is like, you know, there's, I'm going to say a lot of times I don't know what the right thing is to do or say. So that's a perfect time for asking questions. <laughs> and there's just something about dudes who are, culturally um you know uh given the space to act like this that you know they're not gonna learn because they're never told to not do something (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. like just go right ahead yeah no of course and you can have the you can have the public sculpture spot it's open to you and it's the same kind of like i don't know it's the same thing with a with any forum be it online or in physical reality, certain voices just feel really comfortable without questioning to just go ahead with what they believe is the right thing to do and say. And they're so convincing that they get money for it. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, that's the, they're the winners of the, you know, the hustle economy are and it's and that's why is because they have the agency to do that because they're in they're installed in that position by you know white male supremacy like you know (laughs) like it's it's just it's set out for them to be the loudest in the room to get the to get the contract to get the thing and have have no other input it's it's funny i just read um a a comic kind of about this a similar thing um uh i forget what the comic is called oh it's called uh, basilis basilis and it's about um a, a woman who wants to make this sculpture um, for this man who has a history with her family, um, but her sculpture teacher steals the contract from her, basically. Mm. And of course, is like, like just having, you know, he's reminds uh, me of art school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's extremely art school because like he's also like ha- like has a history of hooking up with this student and like or, you know it's just this whole stupid. Wow, complicated damn. mess. Uh, it's a very art school comic, um, and and then yeah, she, um, like yeah, she really has to like push her way into getting to to do this sculpture contract and like really convince him like this is my story to tell, <laughs> like you know, like really like get up in his face, like literally this was my family's story. <laughs> Yeah, and then he's like, but I have a career already, and I need to give my collectors content. (laughs) That was exactly it. That was exactly Oh, my God. I hate him. He's not, oh, he's just a comic, but I hate him. And he's also a man who just is going to install a sculpture in our city, and I'm so tired of public art. 
Yes. Just tear it all down. Just get rid Horrible. of all of the public art because <laughs> so clearly nobody knows how to make it actually public. It's just another place for people with weird taste to court public arts programs and make their case. A lot of yeah, and a lot of them are just directly t- tied to like a really stupid gentrifying development project of some sort, whether it's like the a, a better business bureau type situation. Oh um, sure, or like invigorating Governor's yeah. Island. Yeah, whatever the fuck. Like these, just completely naked, um, uh, neoliberal projects that ugh, just like disgusting yeah. to me. I mean, you know, it would be so different in a world where the art was enjoyable and people could decide if they liked it or not. But until we get to that point, just, you know, hang it up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And if and if you if you're out there in uh, video game land, um, just there's there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. You just fucking play the game you know oh yes oh yes play the game (laughs) who cares like get into it what are they trying to tell you through the game (laughs) i think it is communist propaganda but that's good and that makes it better than breath of the wild actually there you go (laughs) and i and i'm like (laughs) i like it i start to have like the complete like uh, opposite take where I'm like I'm like and in fact Xi Jinping should uh, invade the United States and become the global superpower for real uh, <laughs> just like I just go totally like completely fro tank oh god <laughs> not not in my soil I'm still I'm still a proud individualist fighting for my own um militia breeding grounds. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I just I just support something happening, literally anything and our misery. <laughs> oh no, it's not going to happen. We're going to just keep grinding and um the best thing we can do is laugh. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. You just gotta laugh. Like, there's, there. That's all I mean. There's not going to be like a a a boycott that's going to con- convince, uh, you know, your 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 boycott of this video game. Like they they do this all the time. They did it. They oh, did yeah. it. They did it with um Amazon. With like a, they with, did it yeah. with Amazon. But, yeah. <laughs> boycotts guys it's very ill-advised unless it's like it it, unless it's like endorsed by like a a solid like grassroots movement that is or that it's like very very localized in a way that makes sense like i think bds like makes sense yeah oh Um, no we've i mean and we've said it kind of in regards to specific institutions like when you pinpoint a figure and you put a lot of pressure on them it works really well but when you try to boycott a thing that people are likely going to get interested in because you're boycotting it (laughs) um you're not gonna see a lot of change or purchase there and them's the rules yeah and all i'm saying is is that it's a little sketchy that like um dudes are there are dudes out there that are just completely invested in the plight of the Uyghur muslims that could not give a shit about the like vast fucked up like surveillance state that is that muslims in the united states are subject to that the fbi have well i mean to be fucked with i mean the uyghurs the i mean it's it's a it's fucking horrific like the the people are being trucked to far off lands and being re-educated and just but it's nothing that the united states has not also participated in is all i'm saying yeah oh absolutely it's like if you're if you're aghast by uyghurs being re-educated and um like children being separated from families then you'd better be uh and they're not for the border (laughs) that's my point there's no there's not a consistent politic it's just a very convenient one for oh certain uh, because the trauma is like far enough away that you don't actually have to uh, risk any like put like sticking your neck out for people. 
Yeah, I think I think that's often what it is, especially from these like you know well off like YouTuber Twitter personalities like you know they're like this can be my little like political cause and you know i guess the the state like the united states aren't going to crack down on me they actually like that i do it so an asset to them you know and whatever it's so convenient yeah exactly like like that's what i'm saying i hate suffering (laughs) look over there china's our enemy this is why Anyway, guys. Right. We, we, we've seen I'm it. PewDiePie. And I, <laughs> <That's exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everyone. <laughs> Let's game. Like we've seen this before with imperialism. Like, the, the, you know, we, we talk about pinkwashing a lot on this podcast. Like, and, and Hillary Clinton was like, you know, pink, the pink washer in chief for a while. Like the oh. rainbow capitalism in chief. Like, like, you know, the idea that like, this population is being fucked with in this country. So then they deserve to be fucked with a hundred times more by our insane military apparatus. Yeah. is stupid. Or like China, like as if we could actually go up against China and and not be just a complete utter huge disaster. No, I mean, there's so many more likely regional wars that could spring out of, like the current geopolitical tensions than us fighting with China like two fucking gargantuan beasts like destroying the world with nukes like I I mean nobody you know as much as our our uh, our colonizing imperialist hellhole of a country is failing miserably we still have the largest uh military to date of in all human existence (laughs) so it's like nobody nobody wants to get involved with the poking the bear who has rabies (laughs) like there's gonna be there it'd be way easier to understand like someone getting into a conflict with pakistan than it would be like the united states actually having a I, I don't know a global superpower battle to the death. Yeah, no, that's it. That's never going to happen. But that's that's why it's been this like simmering cold war, like trade war, whatever. With right, China, back and forth, back and forth. I say it's a bitch war. It is a bitch war. It's fucking stupid. Everyone's a fucking moron and like doesn't understand how it deeply ingrained at this point every single American is with China, like completely and utterly reliant on them for everything. Yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I say we go out on the fact that we thank you, China. Love thank you. you. <laughs> thank you for everything One you've love. done. Thank you, CCP. Please have my check in the mail. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate everything you've made China, for us. Give me, give me a free gacha, gacha pulls in kitchen. <laughs> give me a free venti. In, that's the character everyone wants. <laughs> give, me, give me some five star characters in Genshin Impact in exchange for my pro um my pro China message this episode. <laughs> and give me international amnesty. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, well I guess we should end it on that. <laughs> Yeah, let's have fun. Bye, everyone. Let's have fun. Lots of fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Lots of fun.